my soul it is an amateur astronomer. I may lose a job in doing research, but I will never lose my passion for observing the sky with my own eyes and taking my own photography to the sky and sharing that with everybody. Hello, my name is Angel Lopez Sanchez, and I'm an astronomer and a science communicator working at the School of Mathematical and Physical Sciences at Macquarie University. So, an amateur astronomer in spirit, but in practice, Dr. Lopez Sanchez is an expert. He studies how gas is converted into stars in nearby galaxies and how this affects galaxy evolution. He does this using a multi-wavelength approach, meaning lots of data from lots of telescopes. So usually all the galaxies that I try to dissect are relatively nearby. On top of that, many of these are dwarf galaxies, galaxies that are one-tenth, one-fiftieth of the Milky Way. Despite their size, these dwarf galaxies have a lot going on. Many of these galaxies are actually two smaller entities that are colliding, or a small galaxy that is suffering what we call an infall of hydrogen gas, and that have triggered star formation everywhere. And it is really exciting because we can see in these very nearby galaxies something that we expect to be very common in the very primitive universe when all the galaxies were dwarf galaxies. Dr. Lopez Sanchez was fascinated with the night sky from a very young age. Oof. Well, when I was a kid, really, really young, perhaps two, three, really, really young, I was looking at the stars at night while I was helping my mom, and I was asking her, what are those things? And she told me, well, these are stars like the sun, but they're very far away, some of them are satellites, some of them are planets. We didn't have that much light pollution, particularly in the city I was born and raised, in Cordoba in Spain, and we could even see very well the Milky Way. It was too good not to capture, so when he was a teenager, he picked up a film camera and tried his hand at astrophotography. My very first astrophotography was a lunar eclipse in 1989. Very bad photography, but anyway, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very difficult to get the deep sky, to get galaxies or star clusters. That was my real, real passion. He had to wait for technology to catch up before he could create the images he does today. And there is creativity involved because oftentimes the initial images are in grayscale. Uh, I can show you, for example, well, that is the mm. very large stuff from in regions in the Magadanic cloud. And to, those are in black and white. So. Yeah, I have not combined them into color, but mm. I can show you... What color do you assign to what? Depends of what you want to emphasize. That is one of my favorite ones. Mm. What is this? That is the center of the Carina Nebula. In this one, in oxygen it is blue, in red it is the hydrogen. The green it is another filter that is a bit tricky to tell you. These filters are useful, but they don't do the whole job. It's up to the astrophotographer to complete the image. One thing it is the science that you can get from there, from those images. And another thing it is the artist in you, or the artistic way of trying to create something that is also appealing to the eye. 
that is the lunar eclipse uh, in May 2021 and I took something like 150 photos during the totality it was it was a bit tricky yeah I think we forget that you are taking photos of moving objects yes or from a moving from object. a moving object into another object that is moving mm. it's tricky yeah, it is tricky particularly for this one Dr. Lopez Sanchez is using his time as a resident at the Sydney Observatory to take new images, comparing the night skies in the city to those in a darker place. The way I was hooked to astronomy was because I, I saw the darker sky when I was very young. And many young people at the moment are starting to think that the sky at night is orange, brownish, yellowish. And the only thing that they can see in the sky is the moon, Jupiter and Venus, if they are able to identify them, and a couple of very small number of very bright stars. We are even losing seeing the Southern Cross from the metropolitan Sydney. The fifth star is much fainter, and it's starting to be wiped out because of the glowing of the light pollution, which is sad. Light pollution, it is not a problem that Oh, poor astronomers. The night sky, it is a heritage of everybody. And everybody should have ways of enjoying the night sky. And that is why we should do all what we can to take care of this little pale blue dot, as Carl Sagan mentioned. And on that note, he has a request for the city dwellers who are listening right now. Try to Get away from the light pollution of our cities, our towns, in a moonless night and see the Milky Way. It is the most magnificent view of the universe that we can have. And we are extremely lucky in Australia that we are in the southern hemisphere. We have the center of the Milky Way just on top of us. And the first time that I saw that with my own eyes, I cried. And if I think about that, I cry and feel it again. I have used Hubble Space Telescope now, the JWST, the largest optical telescopes in the world, radio telescopes. Nothing have ever written the view, just using my eyes, of a dark sky in wintertime in Australia. Just go and enjoy it. And then you perhaps will start to understand why I'm passionate about this. Dr. Ángel López Sánchez. And now onto a final poem from the Outer Space Collection, edited by Midge Goldberg. This one was translated and read by Victoria Mool. Subhashita Ratnakosha, number 905, attributed to Barsa. A cat laps at beams in a bowl. An elephant takes rays amid leaves to be sweet white stems. A girl, resting from love, reaches for the bright pool of her discarded dress. So by moonlight are we all, greater or less, deceived. A poem translated and read by Victoria Mool, and that visit to Sydney Observatory was with Shelby Trainor who produces The Science Show on RN.